You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. Oh, it. Feel it, you feel it? Hey, vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks, we are back, and we are looking at the Fifth Doctor era. We are going back to Terminus. It's the last part of the, I guess you want to call it the Black Guardian saga that we have not re- reviewed yet. We, You know, us who never do anything in order. We did the first part, and we did the third part. And so we're getting around to do the middle, finally. You know, it's pretty cool. And it was it was an interesting adventure. And we had to say farewell to one of the companions in this one. So, and, you know, at least this one didn't get blown up, you know, trying to save the year. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting. So we will be spoiling the hell out of it if you haven't seen it yet, as always. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. You know, how are, how's your summer going? Is everything going okay? And, you know, we definitely would love to hear what you guys have going on what are you doing to keep up your doctor who flags and you know everything are you ready for the 60th anniversary are you ready for you know see david Tennant back as doctor 14 are you ready to you know see shooty already and it's you know there's lots of little things going on but you know with it being an anniversary year and everything uh the they announced that the next uh, Blu-ray that they're going to be putting out by BBC actually is pretty cool. They are doing the 20th anniversary season of Doctor Who, which is Peter Davison. And actually the episode we're doing tonight is actually part of that box set. So how's that? Yeah, it was nice, nice of the BBC to consult us. Of course. You know, about our that. schedule, their <laughs> schedule, you know, it's, 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 it's a show there, folks. Even a broken clock is, tri- is right twice a day, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm what talking more about the BBC. Well, and us. I guess it's two broken clocks. <laughs> two, two broken clocks that pass in the night. It's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool that we are, you know, doing this one and... We also had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a surprise coming out of it. We actually had a new video clip, an advertisement for the 20th anniversary being announced. And it actually featured Tegan and Nyssa. Yay! Which is, and it also a return of a very old Doctor Who villain who hasn't been seen in almost 40 years. (laughs) So it was actually pretty cool. And... So I think, you know, I think this is actually going to be, it's just, you know, the other ones we've seen when they've done the announcements for the videos and everything, they've brought back Perry, they brought back Mel, they've brought, you know, other characters back from Doctor Who for, you know, when they were announcing the different Blu-rays. And I think this one, though, is a little different because I think this is going to maybe lead to something. This doesn't look like it's done. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because it's hard to say something like Tegan's been haunted by this 
this entity for 40 something years and then just leave it there mm -hmm. exactly so it would it's very interesting there's a lot of fan theory going on out there and the way that you know and let's dive in let's talk about it for a few minutes it was wonderful to see sarah and also of course seeing tegan and you know janet fielding it's just she's just awesome and she was it was great seeing her in power of the doctor this last season yes and so yeah, it was she was a highlight mm -hmm, exactly and there had been rumor going around that she might be part of the uh, one of the spinoffs that is possible and that's going to be a future episode for us to talk about so we're not really going to dive into that now but it was but it was great to see both sarah and janet on screen together for the first time in quite so many years so it was pretty cool yeah i mean i you know i mean it, it is cool um uh i mean i think they've done big finish together so it's not like they haven't been oh, together no, doing totally, anything totally all this have. time so so i mean yeah i mean but i mean it's always cool to see them uh you know interact and to have little follow-ups like this i you know i i just take it as a as it comes i'm like i don't I don't expect any more from this and it's kind of cool that we got it, but I think it's just some people having some fun. If it leads to somewhere, eh, fine. I'll be interested in that too. But I think I've said it before. This is not my favorite era of Dr. Who. So <laughs> maybe that's why I, I don't get as excited about it as, as some people do. Yeah, this, this is not my favorite era either. And um, frankly, this little trailer, I was a lot more excited to see it than the episode we're going to review afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, you know, That's I awesome. will say, yeah, it, it's intriguing. And, and they could just be trolling, which is fine. But oh, yeah. there does kind of seem to be a theme going on about, you know, the consequences of being a companion that actually picks up from the power of the doctor where you see the companion support group. And then, you know, now we've got Donna coming back. We all know what consequences she faced. And then Tegan, you know, living with the Mara in her head for 40-something years. So it, it's, and, it's an interesting avenue to explore. And we do know that, we do know that Mel's coming back too, right? So, Correct. Yes. Yes, they've already shown official pictures from... So, I mean, I'm glad that Russell T and them are, are, are opening up, well, you know, opening up the universe and including a lot more former companions. I mean, I'm hoping that they don't, dive too deep to make it you know inaccessible inaccessible to new people but um you know these gra are great actors i'm glad to see them get work um so um and and a lot of times as you kind of pointed out mary some of the stuff they're doing now is is in better hands than what it was originally so um you know i, were, I think that's, were so that's much good younger, too though they were so much younger then so but i will say i will say that you know to me like the the best part of the clips because they they do like you know they have that segment where it's uh it sort of revisits what you know um like in continuity stuff but then there's a whole thing about all the bonus material that is in this uh 20th uh 20th season set and uh you know it's an amazing season for me just because it's right around the time when um, I really uh, sort of embraced Doctor Who, but also kind of dropped off. But it's the five doctors. So it's a big anniversary there, which I think is one of the up until recently, it's one of the biggest anniversary things I'd ever done. Uh, um, and I, I think that's pretty exciting. I mean, for the for the five doctors alone and all of the bonus material that's in there, that's enough for me to go. Well, you know, I'm not really a big fan of this era, but I'm I'm 
I will probably buy this set. Okay. I definitely will. It's already pre-ordered, you know, so it's, you know, (laughs) for me, I've been getting the Blu-rays now as they've been coming out and they're so, so worth it. And I, I'm having fun with even a lot of the bonus material they have on it. Yeah. Well, there, I, I mean, sometimes the bonus material is what's is the reason why I want it. I mean, more know. than the more than the references to some of the other storylines and everything. I was just like, you know, hanging out with these three or four actors or whatever uh, while they're doing a road trip to Germany or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is in in that vein. There's a sweet little behind the scenes video to, uh, in in the making of this little little webisode. So that's on YouTube, which mm-hmm. I which I recommend going to see because that's just fun watching the actors sort of fool around and you know just have a good time making this. Yeah, and and they all, generally speaking, I mean, as far as we know, they all seem to really get along and they really interact very well together. We've been to enough conventions. We've seen them enough behind the scenes that a lot of them just interact very, it's very fun to see them interact together. And no matter what, they could all just read the phone book and it'd be pretty engaging. Oh yeah, very much so. And it's going to be great. It's great to see them visit some of the locations they did in Amsterdam when they did arc of infinity and it's just it's just going to be a lot of fun to see and the interviews and such but the clip itself we got to see the merca come back which is pretty cool well i mean see you say that and i'm like eh, you know what it was cool to me i don't know if that was really uh janet's kitchen but damn that's a beautiful kitchen oh no it's it's not but that's one of the reasons why you should watch the behind the scenes thing because she's even (laughs) impressed with the kitchen (laughs) It is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, man, where did they film this? Because it looks fun. (laughs) That looks like a great kitchen. No, it's, you know, it's Russell T's, you know, kitchen, of course. Right. (laughs) Now, did they reveal whose kitchen it is? No. It's Elton John's kitchen. (laughs) No, but I think Elton John's kitchen is much more sparkling. (laughs) (laughs) I am buoyant. No. So yeah, it should be a ton of fun to see this. And I enjoyed the video and it put a smile on my face and it was nice for a work day to be able to take a break and go, oh, this is pretty awesome. So as as good as uh, the official, you know, 50th anniversary story uh, that Stephen Moffat wrote and directed and all that was, which I think was one of the best uh, things Doctor Who's ever done. But as great as that was... The Fivish Doctor was was so fun seeing these these guys these guys gals everybody involved interact with each other is just a, a hoot and uh, I, I hope in the 60th anniversary you know we're all caught up on you know David's coming back and all this sort of thing and all and and all these specials and then we get a new Doctor and all that kind of stuff. But I want to see some behind the scenes stuff, some real fun stuff with past, like really celebrating the franchise. Well, Peter Davison has already come out saying that there's not going to be a new five ish doctors. For- no, I don't want them to repeat it. But I mean, just to have them like, I hope that there's something that we see that stuff like this, you know, where it's part of this box set here is is enough for me. I mean, it's just it shows that they're really taking advantage of the show's history. And the resources, the fact that these people are still around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're very fortunate that these folks are still around. They're not getting any younger folks, so. 
the best line though in the trailer for it was oh the doctor's in there oh which one the scarf the celery or her yes the woman a woman and then and this i can't i get my seasons confused so you have to forgive me but um this is this season is adricless yes yes woohoo Adric died at the end of was at the literally at the end of this the season before or shot nineteen when they closed it. Yeah. So nineteen. Yes. Yes. So actually, they're all celebrating. Actually, no, it wasn't <laughs> the closing. Time flight was the closer for that season because that's gotcha. and left. Well, time flight's kind of forgettable. So that's yeah. true, and that's why yeah. I forgot it purposely. <laughs> well, um, I mean, yeah, you're right. We have uh, we've covered. Uh, a, a lot of uh, the Fifth Doctor stuff, but we've still got about three or four um, uh, storylines to go with him. So, oh damn! Okay, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> the last one we're going to be reviewing tonight with the Black Doctor. So there we go. <laughs> so yeah, this is yeah. Well, I yeah maybe I guess yeah I guess it would be mm-hmm. exactly. So thank God for small miracles, as we like to say. Um, also. Uh, for the 60th anniversary, the three specials are getting novelizations. So I think that's yeah, that's yeah. really fun by some decent writers. So I think that uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are they are Target esque. I think I take it. Yes, oh, yes. They're going to be very much very similar to. Yeah, they're coming out in January. Mm-hmm. Mike, did you say you had a set of? Not all, but a lot of the Target books still are? No, not anymore. I sold it for beer money when I was in college. <laughs> but up to that point. Think how much beer you you could actually get liquor now with oh, that, the, that kind of money. You know, I was young. I was uh, you know, impressionable. But it was interesting because, yeah, I had every one of the Target novelizations. And then I also had the continuing adventures at that point. Because this was probably 90 when I sold it. it was my senior year of college and so it was like it was the the perks of working at a comic book store and also a regular bookstore i was able to order the target novelizations for the books for the store and so it was pretty awesome i have not uh actually read any of the uh new adaptations of uh the stories uh, i i i have uh, a couple of them in my stack uh, to read stack but um i just recently read um human nature for the first time uh about human a month or so ago good. It's such and a uh and of course that's not an adaptation that's one that was actually so good that they actually made it into a yeah they adapted a, a, a the tv show <laughs> wonderful two-parter <laughs> and book and uh but it, it got reissued i think as uh part of the anniversary uh, the 50th anniversary, I think it got reissued with a new cover. So it was more like a, a target as book. Um, and, uh, and it's really good. If, if people haven't read that, um, I definitely recommend that book. Uh, it's, it's a little different. Well, it's a lot different than the adaptation, but they're both really interesting and it's two different doctors. It's the same kind of thing happening to one doctor as opposed to another. And, and I think the story's their strengths fit each one of the doctors that uh that they that uh, is featured in them so and companions as well so i i really uh that was a really good read so i I definitely encourage that one um i don't know i might depending i guess on how the specials are i might be interested in picking these up but i don't know if they'll 
necessarily add much to them. But, but I, I, like I said, I haven't read any of the newer ones, so well, I don't know. Well, sometimes, like, I like it when the books expand on it. Because obviously right. there's only so much you can do in 45 minutes or however long they are. So, you know, sometimes that works out really well and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd be willing to to at least try the first one and see Mm-hmm. see how well they do in adapting it it'll be very interesting to see and you know what i'm looking forward to it and should be fun i'll probably pick them up because to start building my collection back again <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's sad though because you could find a lot of those target books at used bookstores for really cheap too yeah, there's like one or two that I think are not cheap because the print run run was low or something like that. But um, uh, but but for the most part, they're pretty easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, it's interesting to if, if you get the Target ones, but then there was also I think Random House I think did them for the U.S. and there was like five of them. There was a uh, there was a John Pertwee one, and then there was some Tom Baker ones. So it was real interesting to see what they were, and because I had those part, as part of the collection also, so it was it was interesting. Now, are these done by? Is it are they actually BBC books? Because the books we talked about before, where they're doing for the anniversary, which are new adventures featuring all sorts of doctors, um, uh, those are those are official BBC books. They're not trying to be Target books, right? No, these are BBC books. Gotcha. And, you know, and so it's going to be, of course, special. The Star Beast, um, Wild Blue Yonder, and The Giggle. Each will be coming out. So it should be very and, interesting to see. And are they actually like, because I, I don't even know if it's still around anymore. Are they actually Target books or are they just look and formatted like Target books? Or? They'll probably be looked and formatted like. Yeah, I don't know. Target books still exist anymore. No, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. they've been copying they... the look and feel, but yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they're doing homages and probably. So yeah, it's going to be very curious to see what they got, and so wait for the space because they haven't even put out cover art or anything yet. Because I think they're kind of be trying to be secretive because of you know <laughs> some of the content they don't want to spoil anything. Well, good. I don't want to be spoiled. Exactly. And yeah, the BBC is calling them target novelizations. So, I mean, but that's just a way to describe them. Not that they're actually like published by Target, right? No, they're not going to be published by Target. So it'll be very interesting to see. So, and of course, as always, we are still waiting for the switch over from HBO or sorry, Max to disney plus we don't have any idea when that's going to be happening who knows i did see somebody do some fan art for the disney plus screens you know and with oh yeah i've seen that it's really good you know it almost looks like it actually could be but it's like is that it is it over and it's like no nope (laughs) pulling wool over my eyes once again i don't i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead mary I was just gonna say, speaking speaking of art, they put out some really nice posters today. As of today, as, as for a uh, the sixtieth or or for the Christmas specials, I'm not sure which one they're really from. Yep. So, but yeah, they're very nice. Mm-hmm. And there's four of them, I think, that I've seen. Yeah, there's Ruby Sunday, Donna Noble, David Tennant, and Shudi Gawa. 
Yep. I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty awesome. And, you know, for those who are interested, because, you know, who those who have been living in a box or something, you know, Barbie is coming out this weekend as of this recording. And Shooty's going to be no. Barbie Barbenheimer is Barbenheimer. Yeah, Bar- Bar- Barbheimer. Barbheimer. Barbenheimer. But <laughs> but Shooty's not going to be in Oppenheimer. So it'll all blur together, of course. Yes. Yes. We did have the pink Targus going is around. That, is, is the pink Targus, is that a Barbie marketing thing or is it something else? Something. Well, I think it's because Shooty Gatwa was is Ken in yeah. Barbie, one of the Kens. One of the many Kens. Gotcha. So it is and a it's a it so is they a did like yeah like a cross like promotion. A, yeah, I think it's like a cross promotion. Gotcha. So and it's been brilliant seeing the pictures of the pink Tardis in front of the London Bridge, or actually, sorry. So it's a Barbin Doctor Heimer. Diamond. Mm-hmm. Barbin Doctor Heimer. <laughs> Oi! Now I'm going to have a head. headache coming on real quick (laughs) okay any other news stories we want to cover tonight or was that about it i guess that's it no yeah i'm sure they'll wait till we're off the air to release anything new oh i'm sure as soon as we hit stop on the new (laughs) trailer for doctor who is going to be coming out that they were supposed to show at you know san diego because that was one of the promises that they said that they were going to have so because it was interesting they had tenant lined up they had shooty lined up they had the actress who's playing uh ruby sunday they also had of course donna and so Catherine tate so it's it was gonna be interesting and of course rtd was gonna be there so yeah it's it's really interesting i mean i'm i'm glad that they're doing that and obviously there's the american tie-ins and all that but i do know that you know a lot of the uh a lot of the production that's going on and things that are being produced over in Britain are not really as affected by the writer's strike because they're not, they're not SAG productions. So they don't know. I mean, they, they might be doing some stuff in solidarity, but one of the things that the studios is looking at, of course, is to try to get around and get new content is to try to make some stuff overseas. But, um, but even in a case of like, um, uh dragon con where they have some uh doctor who guests as well as a lot of other celebrity guests i noticed that they've taken all the um descriptions of all the actors scheduled to appear off the website um except for a few and uh uh mandip is one of the ones that still has hers uh uh on on listed because i would i guess she's not a sag member uh, I, really yeah, sure. I assume she's not a member of the american union yeah, uh, Jody is. Uh, Jody's uh, information is is not on the DragonCon site. They're still all all listed as coming, uh, but exactly how, what they're going to be able to do and not do that's still um, up in the air. But um, so we'll see how that plays out. But I mean, a lot of conventions are are doing similar things. Yep, we're as we like to say, it's all wait and see right now, truthfully, and we don't know anything, so we're not going to spread any rumors or anything because it's not worth it hopefully by the time we come to you guys with our next episode we'll have some clues of what's happening and everything and we'll be able to you know talk to you about it sure sure the only thing i would like to say too is that um and you know i mean i guess uh i'm not going to speak for all of you but uh i i'm sort of i stand with the actors just as much as i stand with the writers as i mentioned before and uh this unfortunately needs to happen um 
because uh, there's just been too much abuse. And uh, uh, there's a lot of issues at play here. I know AI is getting most of the headlines, but it's not just about that. Um, but it's about uh, streaming rights. It's about mostly. streaming rights. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think that, um, you know, especially when Doctor, where Doctor Who's concerned, uh, streaming is a big, big issue. Um, and uh, if there are any delays caused by this, I am, you know, perfectly willing to sit and wait just as long as it takes for things to get resolved in a, in a, in a good manner. Because, um, yeah, I hate waiting as much as everybody else, especially for Doctor Who. But, you know, if need be, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it just because yeah, I'm on their side. I'm on their side. Well, it's interesting, too, because, you know, some of, you know, a lot of the big heads of the studios have come out and made really stupid comments. Really. Shocker. Stupid. Yes, incredibly insensitive. No, yeah. exactly. And it's just, you know, and one actually came out today and said, well, you know, the public would want should want the strike to be over because, you know, the more we sit without banking productions, the more we're going to possibly have to look at raising streaming prices. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, they're already yeah. looking at how they're going to profit from this. Yeah. yeah. Take, take, take your thread and, <laughs> and guess, guess where you can put it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. actually, though, that reminds me, there's another little piece of, of Dr. Who news, which is that they wrapped filming for Shitty Gawa's first season. Oh, yeah. And cool. in an interview, he actually said he's looking already forward to the second season. So, yes, which is amazing and everything. I figured he's going to do the three and done just like everybody else. Yeah, that's that seems to be the, the way most of them go. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're already going to start guessing who's going to be Dr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, let's not. Let's enjoy what we have. Mm -hmm. It'll be very interesting. And on that note, let's take a quick break. And we are going to be back. And we are going to talk all about Terminus. What are you going to do, brothers and sisters, when thousands of geeky fans descend on Atlanta? For five days and nights of the grandest con of them all, you can prepare by training, eating your vitamins, saying your prayers, and checking out the Dragon Con report each and every month leading up to the show. Watch or listen and let Dragon Con Mania run wild on you! Go back to the year 1983. We are looking at Terminus, which is the fifth Doctor, and of course Nissa and Tegan, and of course Turlo as the companions. So once again, a crowded TARDIS. Yes, the overstuffed TARDIS. Oh God! And it's interesting in this four-part story, they're really not all together at all throughout the. No. And it was it was interesting. This one has, it's been probably close to 20 years since I've seen this one. And there's reasons for it. I now remember after watching it. <laughs> why, why you put it off for so long. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. And it's funny because I love Margarine Undead. I th- love that story because it's the Brigadier. And, you know, it's and it's the, him, two Brigadiers, actually. And, well, Margarine Undead is a way, way better story. Oh, very much so. And it's funny, too, because this is the second part of the Black Guardian trilogy. And it introduced this story, these three stories introduced Turlo. We said bye to Nyssa in this story. And it was really really interesting because you know each one of the three parts of the story the storyline just goes down and down <laughs> and it just keeps getting worse because i think the next one was about enlightenment i think yeah enlightenment and that some people was... like enlightenment but... yeah okay i mean probably some <laughs> people like terminus <laughs> oh exactly and it was it was interesting you know Watching it this time, it was, you know, it had so much potential for a good a good story. There were so many, like, plots you could have picked up and actually had really, really good storylines. But this one just didn't make any sense at all. No. And no. I, I mean, it. it's so superficial. It doesn't explore anything in depth. No, it's really uh, like a half-hour story, like padded out in four episodes. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate. And I, you know, as a trilogy goes, um, unfortunately, uh, this is the first time uh, I watched it. And unfortunately, you know, we saw uh, or reviewed Modern Undead in episode one hundred and one, and then we watched Enlightenment, which is the third part in uh in episode 248 and here it is 328 and now we're doing terminus and i'm like i don't remember like like we're watching it out of order i don't remember like what's what i mean i i know i know that turlo was working for the black guardian and and that was about it and uh so as far as any sort of overarching theme or anything else at play here didn't really connect with me on that level i think due to just the fact that it'd been a while since i watched these and and look i'm i you know i don't think they're really done well anyway so uh even if i'd seen them in order i don't know this would have definitely felt like a padded middle chapter um because it really just keeps repeating the same beat over and over again especially as far as uh uh the black guardian and and turlo are concerned oh the doctor Kill the doctor. Ooh, the doctor. I still love, or I will hurt you. I still love his voice, though. Valentine's voice is so awesome in the show. Yeah. It's just he looks like he's squinting all the time. Like, I can't quite see you. <laughs> exactly. And he had a bird, oh, and he had a bird on his head. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't know. Is this the first time or one of the few times we get to see the like the round things actually used for something? No. In the TARDIS? There's been other times in Tom's era and earlier in with the fifth doctor like i'm like wow they're storing stuff in here mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's pretty easy to get into them I, th- I thought they were just yeah i thought they were just deco- <laughs> decor i thought uh, you know mm-hmm. no they're storage closets also who knew i love the fact that too that's like um you know welcome aboard turlo oh this this tardis is pretty much infinite in the amount of space that we have here but we're gonna like put you in addict's room. 
Right, just to torture you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, like this, that's this how little got, we got, got blown that, up. But that's you, how little we care about Adric. <laughs> we're just like, you know what? Just if you want to change things in here, go ahead. We don't really, we don't, we don't care. care. We're not really keeping a torch for him at all. In this room, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing's valuable here. It's all just garbage. Just do whatever you want with it. He's dead. It's no big deal. He's dead. You're the replacement. <laughs> You're a new guy. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's that's yeah, it cold, was, it man. Was cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because you know at the at, you know because at the time like you know uh, Turlo is, is in in uh, um, uh, oh man not just Drew, Janet Fielding's character um, Tegan. Tegan right and Tegan's like giving Turlo a hard time because she doesn't trust him or whatever and he's saying like you're cold and rude and I'm like yeah she is <laughs> the way she's like just shuffling this guy in the Edric's room and everything and not not caring. Like I'm like, yeah, she she kind of is, and I she mean, she's that's always kind of character throughout the whole thing. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a, her biggest fan. Uh, no, I mean, Janet, I, there's nothing wrong with Janet Fielding, but the way her character no. was written was yes. yeah, not good. No, I mean, but I mean, that's the same. The same can be said for so many of these characters here during this era, and you know, I hate to keep doing that because i know some people really love this era and and they get a lot out of it and everything like that so i get it but um yeah it just doesn't it doesn't work for me personally um and uh i am a, a i would say i'm a big fan of nissa and it's sorry to see her go in this and she i she has an interesting storyline here although i don't know for some reason she decided like hey i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna show as much flesh as i could possibly get in this storyline like oh, wow and it's like you stayed that, like most it. of your time you're like covered up in like eight layers and this is your last storyline you're shedding like you're shedding clothes <laughs> she's like got left a and right. fever. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a fever right up with the skirt like here's my cleavage like yeah i'm like goodness gracious girl I know there was a couple of scenes. It was just like, oh my god, I don't, re- I don't remember those parts. It's just <laughs> ah, like they're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, literally at the end, all she was wearing was like a bodysuit. At the right, end, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that was, it was a, you know, but uh, and it was a look. We've seen companions go before, and 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 have they make weak excuses? I don't know what the real reason for her leaving. I don't know if it was her choice or whatever, but. I will say that I've seen, I've seen worse as far as uh, Companion's last storylines, and oh, yeah. this one at least she goes out with, uh, she goes out in a way that is pretty, um, uh, you know, heroic, if you will. Um, I mean, it's certainly altruistic. It's very much in her character, and it's very noble. Actually, she goes out. Even the doctor's like, "I, you're, what? You're leaving? Like, I, I'm not even that noble." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if these people die. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna peace out. Like, come on, let's go. Like, not, yeah, I wasn't gonna like try to actually cure them or anything. I mean, exactly. geez, I got better things to do. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be a thing too with um, with because that one guard that was be, that sort of betrayed her, befriended her, whatever, um, did all that stuff. Like, I he had his sister there, and obviously, and Nissa talked to one of them. I thought that was going to end up being the sister, and they were going to do something with that, but they didn't. No, his sister died. He said sister his sister died. died. Oh, did his sister okay. died of the disease? Gotcha. I, I didn't yeah. remember that. So I didn't catch that because I thought there was going to be because she actually seemed to make a connection with with the people in there, and I thought that was going to play out. And then, I mean, I guess it did because she decided to stay, but at least it wasn't like I'm going to stay here because I found the love of my life. Well. That- 
That well, would have been more interesting, though, if the sister had been there, because then yes. she could have made a character connection. And then, you know, it would have made more sense yes. for her to stay there. Though yeah. I will say, I mean, they did establish that she was, you know, feeling kind of unfulfilled on the TARDIS in the beginning where she's doing her her experiments with the enzymes and all of that. And it's obvious she's she's very intelligent and has a skill she's not using and it's frustrating her. And so. It, it you know that part at least made sense for why she would stay there. I think uh, if I was watching these in order, and you know, um, and at the time or even later, and you know, says leaving, and you know, the, the, the Starsters companions are now Tegan and Durlo, I'm gonna be like, uh, check please. <laughs> I'd, be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is like okay. I have to choose between the plague. Or having to stick around with Tegan and Turlow. You know what? I am out of here. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather deal with uh, sick people than you people. And Turlow is such a weasel in this and just such a, you know, a wuss. So whiny little jerk. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, because we've seen other ones, he gets better, right? Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. I don't yes, remember disliking Turlow. Uh, he he a does lot. get better. Yeah, <laughs> I would well, say he gets. I, think he, I would say he gets better. I mean, for, I think he grows he a spine, to, right? You right. Yes, spine he does. His last episode. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to also. I'm grading on a scale because of this whole season. <laughs> it's not, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that great. Well, exactly, because I know the Target books actually did a Turlough spinoff for one book, mm. and actually, I think Mark actually wrote it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it was, you know, it was, it was interesting to see. So he kind of redeems himself a little bit. You know, he does when he turns against the Black Guardian also in the next story. Well, and yeah, he does that at the very end here where he's like, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, and, you know, like he's starting to show his spine. Uh, I don't know if it, we really see that like it's earned. It sounds like he just does it more out of like frustration than he does really any that it's well, the right thing to think, do. Yeah, nothing's He's earned. Like, I'm here. so tired of dealing with you. Right. Screw it. I mean, there aren't any really good character moments here or in For much anybody. of season twenty, really. <laughs> but but yeah, it's just not well written. Right. It, yeah. it, there's a lot of characters here and I don't think I cared about any of them. No, and the whole thing about like I was kind of interested in the whole like you know leper whatever uh, colony and in space and terminus and everything, but when they started to link it to the birth of the universe, I was kind of like, all right, that's too much. Like that's just you don't need to do that. Yeah, it's totally unnecessary because that's actually an interesting storyline to explore. You know, a, a ship that's you know filled with people who who are dying. Yeah. You know, and they've just been sent away. And then you yeah. have these slaves that are, you know, stuck there. And that that's a very interesting storyline, which they do not explore. No. Well, that's, be, that's because <laughs> that's because they're British. If this was written by an American, we would know that, like, this is a big uh, take on, like, poor health care and insurance yeah. and everything. Yeah. But because the British, they're because like. Because they have they're nationalized like, health <laughs> Exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't have a problem with that. <laughs> We stick everybody in a ward anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is like, Americans watching this are like, yeah, that's what happens. That's still happening to this day. Yeah, that's what's it's, happening. It's, it's not different. 
No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd be shipped off, you're not going to be cured, and you have to pay through the nose to do right. it. Mm-hmm. And the corporation's making money off you, which they yeah. also don't don't explore. Exactly. But, uh, and so, then in the garm, why is the garm even there? They don't say. They He's a big dude. Say. He's just there in his really, really bad sort of dog-like costume. costume with red eyes. I, I will say... <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course, it's Doctor Who stuff, so I, I get it. But it's like, what I really liked about the Garn, though, is that that dude that they got is a big guy, and he just walks at his own pace. Like, it's just like, it's like there's no, like, there's no, like, like, run off stage or exit fast or anything like that. He's just like, I'm going to walk away now. And it's just like, it's just so funny to me that he just goes at his his own face i don't know usually on tv you see people move a lot faster than that mm-hmm. and it was like interest it was like you know and then when he, you can talk of course i can talk you know it's like yeah he's been silent the whole time and then all of a sudden he's just joe chatty you know chatty you know chatty <laughs> kathy right there it's like, like i'm free now i'm gonna talk your ear off mm-hmm. you should have put me back in and they didn't explain how he got there or why that that box was controlling him? It they they didn't go into no. They didn't explain about. anything. No, no, no. The and, and, the disease, the whole, whatever. I mean, just the whole thing about it's an interstellar time traveling spaceship, and it's got a great big red switch. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think it's a time traveling. Oh no, it is. It is. I think think it it got thrown ahead in time because of the explosion, they said. No, No, it's a time ship. That's what the doctor was saying. It was a time ship. Hmm. Because they don't. He says that. Yeah. He he said, well, they, I remember they said that it got like blown in, in, in time, like, uh, after the explosion, because they were like, "Why didn't get it get destroyed in the explosion?" He's like, "I don't know. It must have just got thrown because, in time forward." Well, actually, because there wasn't an an explosion in that way, what they do is dump fuel. Yes, and the the, the dumped fuel from them doing that. Well, the big the Big Bang was an explosion. Yes, they do but establish, it happened, they do yes, establish. yes, but the ship and, itself doesn't explode. No, they actually do. It, well, they, they don't explain it, but they because if you remember in this, you know, in this convoluted story, what they are saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, was, uh, you know, really first care, in the story, okay. they said the first engine caused the big bang, but then the doctor said, no, it the the other engine's still here. That you know, it just they just dumped the fuel, and that's what caused the big thing. Yeah, the, and the fuel ignited. Exactly. But, but the ship didn't explode. No. Right, and that's because they were like, yeah, and they said if it does it again, it's going to destroy them. And right. The doctor right. was looking at the controls. And he says, "This is a time traveling ship." Yeah, he he says it straight out. Yeah. Well, I got confused as to because there's a In ship. Three really? Gee, I don't see how you could <laughs> no, get confused because because there's a ship that they're on, and then there's a station, which I guess is another ship or whatever, and it's like. And sometimes it they got I think they were even confused as to which ship they were actually on. Mm-hmm. Because uh my understanding is is that that uh, Tegan and Turlo never really get to the station part. They're still on the ship because they're the ones, you know, that's the being sanitized and all that kind of stuff. They show up on the bridge of it and everything like that. Um I don't know if they ever get to the actual station and yet 
there's other parts where I, I, you know, it doesn't make any sort of sense. And like, you want to talk about throwing something in random. It's like, Hey, here's a, here's a robot with some weird sort of thingies that <laughs> that is there for of. no reason. <laughs> exactly. That's no threat at all whatsoever. It was they, they to, just walked was past it up. nine times out of 10. <laughs> and take her to, to further the story. That was the only reason. Yeah, and it you was, didn't even need it for that. You could have no, had. No. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it was another waste. It's uh it's yeah. really sloppy. I mean, there's actually a third ship because technically the pirate ship is there, at yeah, least in the beginning. Yeah. But then yeah. they left. <laughs> they ran away. I mean, we haven't even brought up the pirates, which tells you how much effect they have on, on this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't yeah. Oh (laughs) my God! Can we say '80s hair all the way, right? Uh, Oh my God! Well, that's hey, look, that's the beauty of watching these, right? Because you want to see like the '80s stuff. I I I get a kick out of the '80s. Oh, but it was funny as hell because they had wide, yeah, space helmets, and then when they realized, and they had to turn them sideways to take them off the hair, so 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 it wouldn't mess up their hair. (laughs) It was like you're kidding me. It was awesome. It was, it was cheesy fun and it, it didn't drag for me and that's fine, but it it didn't make any sense. And that's what I keep on going with. And it's just like, really? And, you know, Tegan's been traveling with Nissa for, you know, a couple of seasons now. And, you know, when she said, wait a minute. When she heard someone say, help me, help me. And she thought it was Nissa's voice. And it was just like. Uh, yeah, that yeah. That, was, that made no sense. Yeah. It was just like, really? And why didn't Tegan get, you know, she was, she had the, you know, basically the lepers all over them, you know, and why didn't she get sick? Because yeah. Doctor Who, you know. Yeah, there is no explanation. No. Nope. They just glossed over everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the skull logo we kept seeing the skull head no, was that, no reason was that yeah no, was, that, I was, mean, I, that was I, marking I, where the, the 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 leper people were being held right because when those doors opened that's when they came flooding out okay i couldn't at first i couldn't figure out is that supposed to be graffiti or is that like an no, i think that was just sign? i think that i think that was yeah that was just a marking saying don't there's like okay. dead, dead like sick people back Warning here. Dead people. Like there's the death, way they there's rendered it, people. it looked like graffiti. It looked like a stylized version of the Grateful Dead <laughs> skull in a way. Oh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool be, graffiti. That's though. being mean to the Grateful Dead. Come on, <laughs> I will take you know, exception. So. But yeah, it's there's just so there was just nothing good about the story. You know, I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like any of the companions. I didn't like the doctor was. Like just running around, you know, and everything, and he was getting beat up left and right. And it's like, wait a minute, he knows Venetian judo. Come on, you know. No, he's running around with space hair, and Tegan and Turlo are under the floor the whole time, practically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I did like. Okay, there is an exchange between Tegan and Turlo that did make me laugh. I did find it funny. It's when uh, when Turlo's going. Uh, so, uh, just passing the time, they're just like, he's like, um, so if you had to, like, murder somebody, could you do it? And she's like, what? Mm-hmm, exactly. And he's like, you know, like, if it's important, yeah, like, you know, and he's like, uh, she's like, mm. she's like, at first she goes, no, and then she's like, well, 
It depends maybe, on the circumstance. You know, if it was you, Turlo, then, then she just kind of looks at him and is like, "You're weird." Like, hmm. <laughs> I like well, this. He started this is, going, "Oh, this is, this and is it would fun. be in cold blood," and it was just like, and she was like, "No, yeah." It is kind of. Uh, I did think that was a little fun exchange. I mean, yeah, because they're. I don't know if they were like, okay, well, they're the only two that's going to be left after Nissa leaves, so we need to bond, have them bond with ever in this storyline. So, but I, to be honest with you, they didn't, they didn't do that successfully. No. Um, no. I never got the sense that, like, I didn't feel like at the end of the story they were in any different place than they were at the beginning. No, not at all. There, there are no, there is no characterization here. They're all cardboard. They're all just, you know, reciting bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. And the slaves slash soldiers, you know, it's using that green liquid to power up and to save them. It was just like, and the the one who was in control, wait, 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 we've got to ration this. And, you know, and but he was using it like left and right on himself. <laughs> it was just like, ugh. Yeah. There was no explanation for any of yeah. it. Yeah. That that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it's, could that could have been interesting to explore too, but it yeah. went nowhere. Like I said, there was a lot of <laughs> lot of loose threads that could have gone somewhere, but they never did. That's the no. That's the problem with this story. All right. I'm, before we keep on bashing it for the next hour. <laughs> We, we could, go we could spend more time bashing it. I know, we can. But let's go ahead and rate this. One out of five TARDISes. One being the worst. Five being the best. All right, let's see how low we can go tonight, folks. I'll let Mary go first. A one, easily. I okay. I did not like this at all. It, dra- it did drag for me. I was like halfway through it. I'm like, oh, please, please. Hasn't this already been on for like five hours? It... Because it was driving me insane because it went nowhere. I did not care about any of the characters. I um, anyone who is a completist for classic Who, if you want to skip this one, I will not tell anybody because it is it is it's just bad. It's just really bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, Can't disagree with that. It, it, in fact, I will I will say Nissa is probably the only sort of bright spot here. And and that's kind of despite what they give her to do, <laughs> uh, just because Sarah Sutton's doing a good job. And she so, was doing great, but you know, that, that earns it one point. <laughs> that's your one point. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Mike. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit uh, kinder to the episode than Mary. I'm going to give it a two Tardises. Um, and uh, by the way, I did look to see um uh after we recorded and everything or after i watched it and everything before we recorded i um i did see a thing from sarah who i because I, I was trying to figure out if she left on my if it was her decision to leave or what um, i don't have the answer to that so uh but she did say that uh she said that um in an interview she said that while her time on doctor who she uh she the production office kept getting letters complaint about how she was covered up all the time. So when she left the series, she decided to drop her skirt as a parting gesture to all the fans who had written in. Um, and she said it caused such a stir. Uh, she said, I'm still being asked about it when I'm interviewed. And she's like, I'm not looking back on it. I'm not sure it was a wise thing to do, but um, 
uh yeah that was and very intentional it seems like on her part like yes i'm i'm out of here and i'm leaving my clothes with me uh i'm not taking my clothes with me so um which is an interesting decision you know but but i i not you know that aside i'm not i'm not saying that's the reason but i will say uh, with mary that this is i think this is a and i'm going to use the word in quotes strong uh nissa episode storyline she is the bright spot here mm-hmm. and uh and she does ri- i think rise above the material enough that uh i have to give it i give it two star two tardises um, okay that's fair um i usually say i'm not going to give below a three on the show and i think i can count on one hand um episodes that i've given less than a three and i guess i'm gonna have to start a second hand because (laughs) i'm gonna do two and a half on this one um it was not a good story it was the writer should be taken out and shot (laughs) wow damn they it was not it was the story did not make much sense at all and I really wanted to like this one. I really, really did because, you know, Nissa was great. Nissa, you know, other than half the time when she was knocked out or, you know, when she was just like with the other peasants or lepers or whatever you want to call them. And, you know, it was just like there was times even her, I, did, I wanted to strangle her. It was just like, no, shut up. Just shut up, you know, type thing. <laughs> and, you know, Tegan and Turlo. I could have done without. And the doctor, you know, he had a, more of a companion with the pirate than, you know, any of the other two or three. So it was, just, and it was just interesting that, you know, it was that way, you know, and for those people who are still griping because Matt Smith's doctor used a gun, <laughs> the doctor did it again in this episode. Yeah. And oh yeah, happens a lot actually. So. Yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not. Well, he is not. I mean, and that's the other thing I noticed that uh, he is still he is without his uh, Sonic, right? His Sonic his screwdriver is, was uh, destroyed. Destroyed, like yeah, in an earlier story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a couple so, last season. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do think that's. I mean, look, as as a writer, so I'm. That's a bit harsh to say that uh, you should be shot, but um, and I know you're not speaking literally but i mean it's not his first uh time writing doctor who he wrote oh, i know Warriors that's what's Gate. sad about it and uh and he did do a show later on for itv called the 11th hour starring patrick stewart which i thought was an interesting science-based show uh so uh he is capable of decent stuff um but this is not it no well he also did warrior's gate and i'm not a fan of that one either so well that whole ease so i'm not making any excuses for this guy and so (laughs) you know no i'm not i'm going to stand by what i said before so i'm not walking you still want to shoot exactly we're sending him out the airlock exactly (laughs) with turlo and we leaving him on the plague planet (laughs) we'll let them with no radiation treatment so it'll be it's interesting though and you know we definitely want to hear from you guys what did you guys think are we being too harsh with this one or are we, you know, being nice and giving it too high of points? Let I, us know. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think we're being too nice. So please. I don't think we're going to be accused of being too nice. 
feedback at airstationwho.com is definitely the best way to get in touch with us. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate you guys. You know, check out our Doctor Who group. I've been trying to really start posting a lot more Doctor Who news, Doctor Who artwork, cartoons, images. We have got a great, great group up there. Tell your friends and neighbors. You know, it's it's always fun. And we just found out, actually, Doctor Who Podcast Day is coming up in August. So we will talk a little bit about it. They have, you know, some, we'll have some very interesting stuff going on. So it should be cool. It definitely should be kind of cool. So we'll definitely let you guys know more about it when we know more about it. Because I think we will be involved with it. Our friends over at the Traveling TARDIS actually brought it up to me already to possibly do something with them. So we'll have to see. But of course, until then, of course, please like and subscribe our show wherever you listen to find podcasts. We definitely, you know, always appreciate it when people listen. People find us and go, oh, Doctor Who. I'm going to listen to this very positive show. And then they hear our episode today. So you'll love the beginning of the show, folks. You really, you know, really <laughs> enjoyed that big review. I think we'd like the review for the 20th anniversary Blu-ray special. That they Absolutely. Yes. This yes. Watch, watch yes. the trailer. Don't watch this. <laughs> so Definitely. But of course, let's thank everybody for being here. Mr. Mike, as always, we made it through another one, my friend. And as always, it's my pleasure. And Ms. Mary Ogle, thank you as always. Oh, thank you. Um, Anything you want to shout out about? Well, you can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. Until next time, folks, with Doctor Who, stay spacey as always. We'll see you in the future or maybe in the past. You never know where we're going to end up. See you soon. Bye. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>